right, everybody, welcome in. It's Monday, June 13th at around 4.15 p.m. This is a little bit different. Never done this before. Um, I was just telling uh, our friend Tim here what I, the version of myself in 2019 would immediately take to Twitter and uh, exchange a long, long back and forth about why I am right and the other person is wrong and the other person will do the exact same thing. We're not doing that anymore. We've learned some things. And uh, what I want to do is bring in Tim. I've met, I've had the pleasure of meeting Tim before at the Pinstripe Bowl back uh, this year in the Bronx um, and just bringing him in to talk about uh, a tweet that was heavily debated on the timeline uh, today. So first of all, Tim, how are you? What's going on? Uh, good to finally uh, see you virtually for the first time, but see you for yeah. the second time ever. Yeah, Billy, I'm glad glad to be on. Glad to uh, glad to have this. You know, glad to for you reaching out to me. I appreciate that a lot. Great to see you're well, and uh, you know, I know you, it's good that we're doing this this afternoon because I know you got a lot of, you know, getting ready for the big game game five tonight. Um, you know, I, I probably shouldn't mention who my pick probably would be for tonight's game because that uh. That that might give me throw that might bring back uh 2019 your 2019 <laughs> self in that case quote unquote yeah. so uh, I'll just uh, we'll push that to the side for now. Sure. So let's uh, let's dive right into it. I'm gonna read I'm gonna read the tweet and then I'm gonna basically give you how I reacted to it and then I'd like you kind of to expand on what on what you meant. So uh, Tim Thomas from uh, yesterday at around 4.30, your tweet was, quote, a tremendous year for Virginia Tech athletics with plenty of great regular season success across the board, along with some strong ACC tournament performances. But NCAA collapses abounded, and that makes you wonder if it's just random or if there's a VT athletic culture issue. So at first when I saw this tweet uh, and I was talking to uh, Will and Chris from Tech Sideline about this was, um, you know, it's a different position and a lot of companies are dealing with this with remote work where, you know, when I view, when somebody talks about having a problem with a coaching staff or having a problem with the athletics department or having a problem with our left tackle, for me and for other people, it is not necessarily, oh, I have a problem with the athletic department and that's kind of, you know, uh, a faceless thing. Like when I think of athletics, I think of broadcasting, you know, Evan Hughes or the SAS department with Rindy or recruiting. That's John Yetzi, Mike Conway, Thomas Geary, video, Jordan Long, um, you know, all sorts of people in that uh, department. And a lot of them don't have an impact on wins, losses, X's and O's, everything else. So that was kind of the genesis of why I decided to kind of zag you there. Uh, I, I'm curious to kind of hear you expand on that original original tweet. So uh, let's start there. Yeah, you know, and Billy, yeah, you know, I think part of it is, you know, the, the word choice, you know, has some connotations. The words like collapses, you know, when probably, you know, just coming up, just missing big stages might be the, or biggest stages might have been the be- better way of phrasing that course 280 characters and help issue you know i think the connotation is oh if there's an issue it's not good well i think it's clear we'd be lying if we did said that virginia tech athletics is is is, isn't in the best position it's been maybe ever you know that'd be a lie if i didn't say that it is the question is you know all right how do you make the jump from 
good, that challenger brand that as Whit Babcock has called it, which I think is where Virginia Tech has cemented itself at to getting to that championship brand where I got a friend of mine who actually uh, uh, went to Oklahoma for a couple of years, funny enough, and I'm going to probably hear about this for a week or so, but then he goes on vacation. And so with some other friends, including one that went to Tech. So uh, thank you to that friend of mine uh, for being a saint, uh, for uh, taking all that while they're on, you know, friend vacation together. But regardless of that, um, you know, it's taken, you know, to take that next step, it gets to those little things. It's those little things. There's a reason why certain schools, it's not just money or else Texas would probably win every national championship and not be kind of a dumpster fire a lot of the time, you know, schools like that. There's a reason why schools like Oklahoma and Joe Castiglione is so well-respected. You know, people like Dan Radakovich and what he did at Clemson beyond just football. I mean, you look at Clemson softball immediately becomes an impact team. You know, you look at Florida, they just won more track and field national championships. You know, there's a reason there's something those type of schools have that deeply ingrained championship and it comes every part of it. And here's the thing. I'm not saying that there is any issue. You know, part of it is the randomness of sports. I'd be crazy if I didn't say that was. But it's one of those things where this has been something that's, you know, been kind of one of the core things is relative to the sport. You know, you look at football, obviously, it's a little different because it's such a smaller postseason. The regular season, big games mean more to get on to the biggest stage. It's the direct path. In the case of basketball or baseball or softball or soccer, all those tournament games leading up to the College World Series and the College Cups and the Elite Eights and the Final Fours are so much weighted more heavily to where, you know, those kind of take a little more because there's no doubt we've seen Tech improve with the big regular season games. You look at basketball. That's undeniable with Buzz Williams and Mike Young. You look at women's hoops and Kenny Brooks starting to add more of those. You look at baseball. You mentioned in your tweet response, and I 100% agree with you on that. You know, those big series against Miami, I got to be there for that Louisville comeback for the Saturday game. Wasn't there on Sunday. But, you know, that series, for example, you know, another great example of it. But it's taking that next step. And like I said, it might not be anything, you know, but maybe it's one of those, it's one of those things that has happened, I think, too much. You know, because tech has got into this level of success consistently. Baseball is the one that big jump. But if you look at so- both soccer programs, they've been there for a while. Women's basketball has been at multiple. In- they would have been three straight NCAA terms, if not for COVID. Tech has had five straight contested. We're going to say contested because even, you know, we're going to ignore um, people who want to claim, you know, that it were, you know, we could claim the consecutive streaks. It's 2020 men's tournament didn't happen. There was no field. So we can claim that. We'll happily claim that. And, you know, you look at softball. Three, you know, been in two straight super regionals, three regionals, you know, those type of things. And we, of course, know the football history. And so I think, like I said, you wonder, is there things, small things? Because Tech's got the people, got a lot of the the right pieces and the right people. And you look at those teams and those coaches, what John Sheff and Pete DeMore and all these people have built, it's championship level. So if that's, if the teams are championship level, then the question is, what is there something that's missing or is it just purely the randomness of sport? And it just happens so often where it's one of those things where it's like, OK, maybe there is something or a couple small things and they may not be fixable. Here's the thing. They may not be fixable. I'm willing to admit that, you know, I'm for it's it's good that and I will say this. It's good that I'm not running tech athletics. It's good that it's with Babcock. Um, it's good that me and you, Billy, get to talk about this like this. Um, Because, look, you could probably run it better than me. I don't think I'd ever be that good at at this point. 
Not that, not that take a shot. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I'm but, with you hundred percent. And, and, but and so I, that's kind of where I'm coming from on that. It's one of those, it's not an absolute, um, but I think it's, it's something that maybe deserves a little more focus. Are there areas where maybe there's just a little too much pressure in some ways, you know, that it's not subtle. You don't realize it, but maybe that's putting a little extra pressure. You know, you think about, you know, like I said, the Frank Beamer era, when they put that, you know, that placeholder, that empty trophy case in place, for example, prove not, you know, as a way to try to see, all right, is this something, do we need something to kind of push us in this direction? Something really small didn't work out, unfortunately, in the end. But, you know, is it things like that? You look at what Witt's done. One of the things I've said, maybe you bring in someone as a consultant who's won, who's been in, in a, you know, the one national titles, just to, just to kind of give you an extra set of, you know, an extra set of eyes, you know, to be like, okay. Maybe this is one or two small things or to say, you know what? We're doing pretty darn good. You're doing pretty darn good. You have what it is. Calm the ship. And in some ways be like, hey, to the fan base, hey, you got the the material. This is big, bad Virginia Tech now. You're not, you've built something that can be a, you know, can become into a machine, can become a monster that Virginia Tech can be and isn't just little underdog Virginia Tech, you know? I mean, I think that's part of it. You know, one of the, in all honesty, I think one of the things, I don't know if it really made, would have made much of a difference. Um, and Billy, you, I know you were there the first couple of days. I don't know if you were able to make it out on Sunday for the game or I had to travel back home um, just with work and everything else. But, you know, one of the little things when I was there on Sunday in the press box is that place got quiet. When tech went down, that place got quiet and nervy and tense. Um it just wasn't, you know, there was so much energy on Saturday, even Friday. And it just got nervy and tense. And I think there's a, and that's a whole, and that could be something that's completely out of tech athletics control, but there needs to be at some point just a greater confidence that when tech is on the big stage, all right, yeah, we don't have, you know, a lot of good track record. You know, I think we're all willing to admit, unfortunately, we don't have that yet. We've had a lot of the caliber people, but, you know, just the randomness of sports has gone away in, you know, in many ways. But there's got to be a little more confidence. You know, you look at ECU, I mean, they were down 4 nothing, had a, you know, all-day rain delay. You know, maybe a little inebriated helped, uh, helped out there in the jungle out there. But you see videos of them chanting their purple and gold when they're getting blown out in the seventh in the, in lay in the game, desperate to try to rally still. There was still a belief. And that's an ECU. This is Virginia Tech, you know. ECU's a little underdog. Tech is this big, bad, all right, you know. And that, and I think that's maybe oh, wait, one area. Just how, is tech, how is tech a big bet? Because here's here's what I think. I think I think a lot of of what the argument yeah. that you're presenting is based off of is that there are things that I personally think that each sport is is reliant yeah. on its own success. I don't think that there is this this wall that exists preventing different sports from succeeding. Now let's talk about some of the examples of teams that. Are the word the buzzword right now is a cursed a cursed university. Um, the ones that I think of when I think of that, I'm wearing the hat right now. The Boston Red Sox going from the great curse with Babe Ruth. You think of the Cubs. You think of the Browns. You think of the Indians. You think of the New York Rangers. Um, yep. Those are all individual teams where you can bring in a new GM whose sole responsibility is to uh, get the players that are going to win the games. Uh, I don't think that you can look at every other UVA team 
if that if it were true that the, the success kind of transfers over, Virginia Tech football has been crushing UVA forever. When UVA basketball goes to Castle Coliseum or UVA tennis goes to Virginia Tech or UVA baseball comes to English field, in the back of their heads is not, well, we just never play well against Virginia Tech. I think it's all so sport specific um, where, again, it comes down to the players and it comes down to the coaches. So when I look at the athletic department in general, right, because I think I think we're either I was misread or or you misspoke. Um, I kind of looked at this as, okay, what is the athletic director's job? What is the athletic department's role overall? And I went ahead and I checked out what their, uh, basically their mission statement was. And it's Virginia Tech's athletics is is committed to excellence, both academically and athletically, and to the personal development of our student athletes in the spirit of Prosum. We stand together to serve and represent our university and community with integrity and respect. Um, So then I was thinking, you know, what exactly does Virginia Tech's athletic department have in terms of the role of impact of winning games, regular season, preseason, postseason championships. Really what they're able to do is they first need to cultivate incredible experiences for fans, which builds the atmosphere that we love to see at Lane Stadium on Saturday night. And they need to raise money and university interest into building the facilities that players will want to work out in and the environments they're going to want to play in. And they need to hire coaches hire the coaches to recruit the talent, to win the game and do the X's and O's to win the games. So that's really their only impact. That is as much as they can control. And then I think that those tweaks that you're referring to, those little things that you can change, I don't think that that's bringing in an advisor to wit to come in and say, hey, I think if we change this one thing with the athletic department, that is going to result in all of our sports playing better. Now, when I look at some of the sports that have improved, here are some success stories specific to different sports. I'm just going to start with football. When we brought in Jerry Kill, that was a football-specific change that had a direct impact on our offensive output. Virginia Tech basketball. Coach Brooks has done a phenomenal job in recruiting outside of the United States. He has made national recruiting a huge area that he is going to be better than everybody else in the field and do that. Virginia Tech baseball. I read a great, great article um, from Tech Sideline. Probably uh, Chris Irons is doing phenomenal work. By yeah, the um, where they brought phenomenal. in Kyle Sarazen, excuse me if I'm butchering your name, but he's the director of player development and they implemented a lot of cutting edge virtual reality and analytics. So those are all little tweaks and little changes where either Coach Chef, Coach Brooks, or somebody within that specific team says, hey, here's how we're going to differentiate ourselves. Because to tie this all together, I think what Tech fans need to ask themselves is what is Virginia Tech's seat in terms of national relevance? That's a difficult question to ask, and it's a very real question to ask. To me, competing at a national level for a chance to go play in Omaha in baseball seemed unachievable and they were able to find ways to recruit develop talent i saw a statistic the other day i'll put it out it was a uh, tiktok basically going through all of the uh development scores that 24 7 came out with baseball and virginia tech had the best development score yep. uh, across the entire country for baseball um 
those are the types of things that are going to impact winning. So at the end of the day, athletics is really only able to bring in the basically the director of football, baseball, basketball, soccer. And then it's up to them to push everything through. When you look at the Red Sox, they had this problem. I can see Red, Red Sox going out there and thinking, oh, man, all of this is on my shoulders to get it done. I have a hard time believing that an athlete that plays tennis or soccer or anything else is going out on the field and thinking about, oh, man, is this just going to be Stanford, Virginia Tech, 2008, all over again, or whatever year that was? I don't think that transfers in that regard. Now, from a fan's perspective, we've had so many of these, I don't want to say letdowns because losing to Oklahoma was not a letdown, in my opinion. It was a disappointing loss on a national stage, um, but it's all been characterized as this letdown thing. Um, so that's kind of how I do yeah. it. I view the responsibility of pushing through that wall that I don't even believe exists, but if it did, I think that falls more on the players and the coaches than it does the overarching athletic department. Um, cause the athletic department has done amazing things. I yeah. mean, this just came out from, uh, VT athletics the other day for the first, the only FBS team in college to qualify for a tournament or a bowl that's soccer, men's and women's, football, hoops, men's and women's, women's golf, softball, and baseball, they all qualified and they had the most teams do so this year. So we've had unparalleled success across the entire athletic department, even just this year. So that's why I asked when you say, what are the little tweaks? I think for us to push through that wall, which I think if it exists is specific to each team, each team has their own wall to push through. For tech football, for years, it was winning at night at Lane Stadium until we beat Wake Forest three years ago at home. Um, for VT basketball, for a long time, it was beating the University of Virginia or beating Duke. I don't think it is just the Virginia Tech athletics versus large moments. I have a hard time buying that. Yeah, well, I, you know, I think it's a tension, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I agree. A lot of it is team to team. That's, you know, that's sport. You know, that's the randomness of it. Uh, but, I, you know, I think there is this, there can be to some extent when you when you're at a school that's never won, kind of broken through that team national title wall. It's not like, oh, my goodness, this is like, you know, oh, you know, tennis players thinking about what happened in that orange bowl that, you know, will, you know, maybe have given some people some bad flashbacks to um, here today or something like that. Or, you know, oh, my goodness, we're playing Maryland, you know, you know, ten, in tennis and, or in soccer. You know, I don't want to repeat of the pinstripe bowl here all over again. Wrong football. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I still think there's a little bit of that, you know, when you've never, really? been, when you never see, when you don't see that NC, that team NCA trophy, I think there still can be a little bit of that. Now that might not be, you know, something that there is, you know, and that's where I, I think I didn't nuance my tweet enough to say, you know, maybe this should be a focus just to see if maybe there's something or two that, we can control that we can control that can help us a little more just like one of those normal off season, any organization, you know, yeah, there's different things, you know, those, those three things that you mentioned, but there is other, you know, other things that collect into that as well in terms of the culture and the fans and interactions with the public and, and also what kind of, you know, to some extent, sometimes, you know, you kind of be the wall, you know, that's why sometimes you see, you know, team presidents or something like that. I'm not saying which should come out every yeah. 
time something happens and be like, yeah, all right, here we go. You know, I, that's absurd. I'm not saying that, but I think sometimes you, you know, you got to look to see, is it maybe there's just, you know, a little bit too much pressure somehow, somehow, some way, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's why I think it's one of those things where I think you have to ask the question. The answer you might find out is it's just the randomness of sport. Uh-huh. It's just purely the random. Obviously we can nitpick and talk about, you know, Kate Horton, how incredible he was for Oklahoma yesterday, or, you know, we can get into those details. I don't, I don't know if I want to talk the name Kate Horton um, after what I, what he, what he did yesterday inside English field. But, you know, we can nitpick all we want on those little things. But it's one of those things where, you know, I think you just have to at least ask the question. It may not – the answer might be stay the course, everything is good, you know. But I think it's something that's worth looking into just to make sure because, if you you know, you have something small that, you know, if you have an engine that has the potential to be 1,000 horsepower and it's at 900 and you don't realize that it can get to 1,000 and it's just something small – you, you have a cylinder that's slightly, you know, corroded for some reason, or maybe need, you know, something so but small. I don't think they're tied together like that. Like, I don't, I don't look at the athletic department. Like, I, I may view fundraising that way. I may view, um, I, I don't view Virginia Tech men's golf success having any dependence on baseball. I don't view any of that. And, and it, it'd be difficult to kind of draw that, that conclusion when this past year, our breadwinner, where most of the athletes that play most of the sports are going to watch our football team, who was not good this past fall. Then you go ahead and you look at this year at the postseason success that we saw. We saw a tournament championship in basketball. We saw ACC regular season champs in baseball and softball, women's basketball, a five seed, uh, men's soccer, back-to-back national uh, NCAA tournament second rounds and a number one overall pick in the MLS draft. Uh, and then track and field who, you know, Needs at the end of the day, what happens if a, team is, if, a, if a team is nationally relevant or on television, everybody jumps on. And yep. then it's like, Oh, this is the only, this is the only example of this team that I have. So they either succeed or it's just Virginia tech, which, which is frustrating, but our track and field team has been perennially dominating the ACC Yep. In and out every year. I mean, this year, two national championships, 14 All-Americans. Like, that's incre- That's an incredible feat. But I, what I do agree with you 100% on is I think part of it was a lot of Virginia Tech baseball fans were not used to going to baseball games. But you can see this in football games. The minute that Virginia Tech uh, scored their touchdown and gave the ball back to Notre Dame this past fall, immediately – 66,000 people were like, here we go again. This is, this is, I've seen this movie 1000 times. That is kind of the apathetic uh, mindset. A lot of people have with football. My gripe is to apply that same feeling when you have watched 50 football games and you have a wide sample size of how to feel about Virginia tech football in big moments like that to then take that and put it on a baseball team that you have watched. I'm not saying you as in Tim Thomas. I'm saying anybody that is watching the game. Yeah. To apply how you felt about how we performed in big games in football and then to watch one or two baseball games and then uh, put that onus on the baseball team or put it on the women's basketball team. 
that's not transferable at all in my opinion i don't i don't i don't think that's a fair thing to do to the athletes that are on that team the support staff that are on that team and everybody else so i think it is a challenge my challenge would be it's on each team to find a way to separate yourself because all of the teams that we see finding ways to be successful that aren't blue bloods like penn state alabama um you know some of these very very large athletic departments that have been around for a very long time. People don't know this. Tech hasn't been around for a very long time as a premier athletic department. So you're going to have to find unique ways to differentiate yourself. Like we talked about before with international recruiting and virtual reality, that's on the coaches to implement and find out what those things are. I think the athletic department has to find a way to get unique in fundraising and in this new space of NIL that is something that I think the athletics department can control. But ultimately that boils down to wit. And if I were to go back and look at his tenure, when it comes to finding ways to be uniquely successful to hire coaches who may not be like everybody's first choice, but fit Virginia Tech perfectly, a la Coach Young, a la Coach Chef, a la what we've done in softball. Well, I think John Chef, on a side note, not to cut you off, I think John Chef, that that surprised me looking back on that that was that i think you can put that in the splash category mm-hmm. in terms of coaching hires i remember Maryland? when okay. that one happened i i had a baseball board i think i had vcus and odus which made sense and then i you know then you and i know baseball is different you know the big 10 is kind of a high or on the edge of high mid-major high major in baseball just because northern climates you know hurt it to some extent but you poach coach from maryland still you know, even with Maryland, you know, not having the greatest historic success, but with the success Chef had, that that was, I don't think that was necessarily a fit move per se, like a young or a pry. That's a, we're Virginia Tech. Here's, you know, we're going to, we're going to pump a whole lot of money in. Also, we're Here's pumping a new $20 million. That, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a big bull move. It's the buzz. It's a, it's a mercenary slash, you know, hopefully this is a guy we have for 20, 30 years. If not, He's at least the he at least can be a jumper cable. Fortunately for yeah. Chef, with Chef, it appears 20, 30 year, you know, he looks like that guy, unlike say a Buzz Williams, who perfect jumper cables for a program that was in a in a very bad place in a lot of ways. Agreed. And I think one of the other uh, you know, similar situations I want to draw to is Georgia. Georgia was viewed as a as a as a the football program was viewed as a program who, man, they never get over the hump. They're never able to figure it out. And they didn't, it really didn't come down to them tweaking anything. They had the same athletic department, uh, athletic director from 2010 to 2020. And they actually hired internally this guy, Josh Brooks, who started his career at Louisiana Monroe, had two stints at Georgia. So it wasn't necessarily a shift in how Georgia handled things from the top down. Uh, I think that alignment between teams and the athletic department is extremely important. But again, I would just encourage our fan base, don't apply your malcontent with football and put that onto baseball or soccer. The or things that are actually going really well right now over the they past are. few years. They, they are. And I, that that is kind of why I, I had that knee-jerk reaction to um, to your tweet and the tweet of a lot of people where this was not you, but there are a lot of people out there who after the baseball game were like, Oh, 
Typical Virginia Tech. Oh, of course, show up. You know, this is a team that was picked to finish second to last in the ACC in terms of baseball, finds a way. Now, look, they were extremely talented. Maybe they were underrated, whatever. They ran up against a team who has recruited at an elite level for a very long time, who has competed at a national level for decades at this point. Um, and they lost. It had, I don't think it had anything to do with a Virginia Tech curse or anything like that. So that's, that's really what it boiled down to for me. Uh, yeah. I, I think that it would, you know, I, I think that it is a fair conversation to have, though, that Virginia Tech sports specifically is going to have to find unique ways to separate themselves. We're not going to be able to recruit the same with the same strategy that Penn State is going to be able to do. Coach Pry is going to have to come up with some unique ways. He's not going to be he's not going to be walking in the living rooms with a Penn State Nittany Lion on his chest and saying, come to Penn State because it's Penn State. He's going to have to find a unique way to get guys to jump on board. Um, yeah. And that's where it just comes to the continual building of taking those next steps, you know, right. because that's, I mean, that's the goal. You know, it's not there today, but, you know, with that, you know, as illustrated as gold, go from challenger to champion mm-hmm. and to championship brand. And that's, you know, the go join, like I said, you, like I said, you think of Michigan, you think of Oklahoma, you think of, like I said, schools that are at the top of the director's cup consistently, Florida, Alabama, though, I'll bet they're, um, they weren't good in baseball this year, apparently, but, um, but you, th- but they're good at so many sports, but you think about those type of programs, when we talk about the collective side of it, that's the ultimate goal. Is that possible? That's another question. I, sir, I start getting into that championship tier, you know, yeah. where you see maybe, you know, like I said, you look at the UCLA's. For example, yes, they're in L.A., but they're, you know, USC is the football brand, biggest brand of in many ways of L.A. to some extent in terms of those. But, you know, you look at that or you look at Wisconsin is a popular one to come up with a lot. Uh, You look at Iowa and you look at the success they have beyond just football, you know, men's basketball, wrestling, competing for national championships, you know, women's basketball very high level in some and the other sports. What? When have they when have, when have they won one? Iowa's Iowa's a good example. A team that could like what I'm saying is until yeah. Virginia Tech wins a national championship, is the is the story always going to be this this team doesn't have what it takes? Because Iowa's a perfect example. They're a team that competes across mo- a multitude of sports. How different is that from Virginia Tech, where we competed, we competed in football up until around 2014, with the exception of a few different years. Yeah. But our basketball team is rolling. Women's basketball team is rolling. Like I think there has been a shift from where Virginia Tech was, and you know, my my history is limited from where it was in the 2000s up until about 2010, where it was football, 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 football. Where now you are seeing teams compete, like multiple teams every season competing for a chance to be nationally relevant, and I think that is one of the most uh, positive indicators of a healthy athletic department. I don't think it's always going to boil down to, are we winning national championships? Are we playing for national championships? I I think that is extremely unrealistic. Uh, Whether you want to apply that to football specifically or anything else, I think the, the most important job of the athletic department right now is to develop kids and compete on a national level across a multitude of sports. Look at Clemson. Clemson made it very obvious they were interested in being successful in football. They dropped a ton of other sports. They changed the way that they funded a ton of other sports, and they saw football success. I think Witt has made it very clear he wants to succeed across the board. And I think 
as you said at the top of this call, we have marched towards that goal yep. at a pretty rapid pace since 2014, where you took over. So it's definitely been a big step forward. I think Billy, you, you and I both were on, in undergrad at the beginning of that. And we've I think, yeah. both seen, I mean, you think back 2014, you look at men's basketball, you know, going from James Johnson to Buzz Williams, you look at women's, you know, a couple of years later going Dennis Wolf to Kenny Brooks baseball going from the Pat Mason days, which I would have loved, I would have loved to have been an undergrad. I assume you would have been as well to have this type of baseball team as well. Uh, I would have loved to have had that and the and the much nicer English field that there is now, you know, so I, I would have uh, would have loved to have that at the time. And you look at, like I said, Scott Thomas was a great coach, but, you know, kind of things just, you know, kind of ran out. But Thomas left a great, you know, situation behind for Pete DeMore right. to step into. I mean, you look at the steps that Tech has taken forward. Mike Brizendine, men's soccer is a whole nother I don't know enough. That's something to do a whole nother research. That might be an off-season podcast even to dive into, you know, how they overcame NCA sanctions. And Kevin Finn's uh, your guy, man. If you're looking for an expert, he'll uh Pat's Pat's dad will get you all hooked up on uh I tell you, you you might have to you might have to do uh you might have to do something on that. Might also have to at some point do something because you could argue this isn't the greatest tech baseball team, by the way, on a different note that we've ever seen. 1915, 21 and 0. So you know, but uh, but uh, I certainly don't. I certainly don't remember that team. I don't know. I don't remember that I, one either. But I'll <laughs> say this as well. One more thought on the baseball front from yesterday. Uh, sure, you know, sure. it definitely felt a little different when that team lost yesterday. I think there's two reasons. You know, in some ways, in terms of you mentioned it, you know, being a letdown to some extent. One, I think you know, for these tremendous seasons, I think in the moment, anytime you lose it, it is it is heartbreaking to see a loss, to see a team that had the potential but just didn't have that day. When softball lost, you still had baseball. When baseball lost, well, now we're waiting till mid-August for soccer's for the first kick in soccer. And secondly, with baseball, softball, yeah, you lose Akili Richard. That is massive. You lose Mackenzie Lauder behind the play and Darby Troll in center. Yeah. This tech baseball team is losing six of the nine guys who start in that lineup. Um, you lose Gavin Cross. Tanner Schobel is going to get drafted in the top five rounds. You know, he, unfortunately, you know, because age 21, he gets to go after two years. He's earned it. Kate Hunter is going to get drafted and move on. Nick Bittison, you know, because of – and that's because the MLB rules. And, you know, if you if you don't go, you're kind of – you know, if you don't go this year, you return one more year, you're going to cost yourself a lot of money. It's kind yeah. of a – that's a whole other thing. But Malinowski, Hardigan, so you lose six guys – the pitching, by the way, this is going to be a more well-rounded, I think, team next year. It's yeah, not going to be offense forward. The pitching, you lose Higgins and Gieber. Those are a couple – and Mets. You lose a few guys, but that pitching as a whole should be better next year. But I think there was a lot when, you know, as well, you're losing so many guys on the baseball side of things, you know, where softball, you look at that team, they're going to be a top-10 team next year. Mm-hmm. I think there's no doubt with what they return. Baseball – they're going to be probably a top 25 team, I think, you know, entering next season. But there's more holes to be addressed or more young guys that they'll need to develop and step up. But we saw this past year what they can do. And more importantly, one thing that I think Tech is doing very well across the Olympic sports, especially women's basketball and baseball, the transfer portal. Yeah. You look at what Tech Women's has done. You know, I think the add in to the international recruiting, how about the transfer portal? How about Kenny Brooks? And what he's done there. That's, uh, but I realize this is a, that probably is for a whole nother pod. But, you know, you look at this take baseball team, like I said, 
The transfer portal, I think, is going to be fun to watch this summer. Malinowski came through the transfer portal. Higgins, they found from Shippensburg. Herney was a Juco guy, but they found him, a Hawaiian, who picked, played Juco in Oregon. Um, Hardigan came from JMU and became a specialist against lefties, basically. And so Jordan Geber came from Mount St. Mary's. And so, you know, Tech has shown they can get, you know, they can use the transfer portal to find guys that can work in baseball. But I think that was part of the letdowns, like I said. You know, it was one of those things where there, this is it. You know, this is it. If this is going to be the year, you know, this is it. Here's the thing. The good news is next year might be the year. I got to disagree with you on that because because nobody thought that this was going to be the year, even at the beginning of this season. I, I think to kind of put that lid on 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 this specific baseball team, where oh, that's our one shot at doing it. Well, I, I don't think it's just I, I don't think it's that, you know, to be clear. What I mean by letdown is it's the disappointment of a loss. It's a disappointment just like when I think back to I saw this because I saw this on Twitter today. Someone mentioning 2015 Duke football and their schedule. I think back to the letdown after Tech lost that heartbreaking one, that four overtime. That right. was a great team. That was a great team worth celebrating. It was one of the best teams of the 2010s. But that was a letdown in the moment, just like this was. You know, it's like, all right. This isn't going to be the year, but let's, but still, you know, I think it's fine to have that emotion and it'll be like, okay, it's a disappointment to see that it ended this way, knowing the randomness, but then also be like, this was a great season to celebrate. I'll, I agree I'll, with you. I'll I celebrate think- the many great victories. And I think it's, I think too often we kind of feel like we have to jump to one or the other. Um, sometimes in these cases when it can always be both, it's, you know, it's the thrill of, you know, it's sometimes the embracing of, you know what, it's a heartbreaking loss because this team was good enough to make us believe and rightly make us believe and rightly earn the right to think that they could go win in Omaha. Well, wait, I think now I think I think we're exactly on the same page. I think we're exactly because, on the same because page. My, because because I think my, we're just explaining my, it completely. My issue words. with it before was Virginia Tech loses in the Super Regional. That doesn't mean it has to be some yep. sort of overarching indictment, yep. large story. Exactly. I, oh, well, okay. So exactly. Yeah, I think I think we communicated in two very like, different ways. That, I think we was, both. Okay. I think we both had the same goal as. Uh, by the way, I, I've had a mute on my background. Australia beating uh, Peru to get in the World Cup, so the Aussies uh, are in. Completely yeah. unrelated, but. Um, Peru, Peru I, needs to find some things to change, dude. Peru's got to well, hey, They think it's the World Cup, so they probably do. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's one of those things where, like I said, it's it's the off season. You know, it's let's celebrate this. This is shows that we can climb higher. Now let's see. You know, if there's ways we can even jumpstart it a tad bit more, great. You know, we got six weeks to ask those questions and take you know take a look in the see. All right, we got good. How can we take the next step to great? And we got a lot of great teams surrounding a very good engine. And what is, you know, become a golden era for tech athletics. I, think. I had did not foresee this as a possibility, but we are exactly on the same page. Because I, when I read the tweet at the first time, it seemed in my head, it was very much like I'm a Bill, big, big Bill Simmons guy. And he's always like, coming up next, the Patriots are, uh, you know, the Cubs won the World Series. Is this a dynasty? It seemed very coming up next, Virginia Tech. <laughs> Loss in the Super Regionals, is something wrong with the athletic department? 
that's how I read it. Whereas I, I, I agree yeah, with you. It, it was, yeah, it's yeah. the, it's the, uh, wanting the, it's the wanting the jump from very good to great. It's yes. the wanting the jump okay. from consistent challenger that wit is built tech into yes. from not really, let's be honest, not really being a challenge brand, even in terms yes. of the outlay to a consistent challenger. Now the goal, the goal is championship. If that's the goal, then here's what we need to do. Like I said, it may never be become Oklahoma, Florida, Georgia. Right. That may not be possible. But how can we take steps to maybe start to crack that door open further? And of course, you know, you know, make sure, continue to make sure each and every program is everything they need to get to that, to get to the ultimate height of lifting an NCAA you, trophy. I'm glad you said that because I do believe to that point, the differentiators and the how are we going to continue to compete, the day-to-day the uh, strategy and the X's and O's falls completely on those teams specifically. Yep. The Jimmy's, the Joe's, the Lindsay's, and the Laura's. Like, those are the people that are going to have to get it done. The athletics department needs to hire the coaches to yep. implement those things. Uh, and I think the goal should be to, continu- to continue to compete. That's tough to say at a national level over and over and over again. And it will happen. And this week, as a whole was a great showcase for not just Virginia tech baseball, but Virginia tech in general, like the crowds that went out there, it was an absolute amazing telethon uh, moment for Virginia tech. Now, the one area that I 1010% agree with you with, because at first when you were saying the ECU thing, I was like, okay, are we blaming, are we blaming fans for the reason we lost? No, I agree with you that in moments like that, the first thing that somebody thinks about when we go down two runs against Oklahoma, it's like, oh, just like football, oh, just like, you know, what we've been seeing for the last 10 years. I challenge the fan base to not allow yourself to go there. I promise. I'm just going to speak from a, uh, from a former athlete's perspective and talking to other athletes. Yeah. Players aren't thinking about that. They're just not like, and I don't think Oklahoma is thinking like, Hey guys, this Virginia Tech team has never Virginia Tech's never won a national championship, so there's no way they're going to beat us today. Like they're not thinking about that. But be invested, be loud, and don't don't allow yourself to go there. Like if you're at a football game and we're in that kind of situation, I get it. But to apply that to other sports, the mental gymnastics, Bikram yoga stretching that you have to do to get to that <laughs> point seems a little ridiculous. So I'm glad that I'm glad that we seem to come to some sort of uh, a, a more of an agreement some, than I anticipated. Yeah. So. Um, Tim, this was great. I know yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to doing some more stuff, whether that be some off season, uh, some off season news, or, uh, just kind of pick it up. I know you do fantastic work in the, uh, recruiting department. Um, so for those of you who may not know or follow Tim Thomas, Tim, this is your opportunity. Where can we read? Where can we hear? Where can we follow you uh, and all of your work? Yeah. Check us out. Techlaunchbell.com. And if you don't like me, well, I got a bunch of other great writers there too. And so you got people like Will Lachlan, who's been phenomenal. If you haven't seen his basketball, his stories on the, the next year's men's basketball team, the recruits coming in, the transfers, his his video, his highlight breakdowns and, you know, game film reviews to see, you know, what these guys can bring. He's as smart as that. He's one of the most ta- – he's one of the latest talented writers I've got. And Carter Hill is a great one. Andy Lowe's has been a long time. Peyton C., who I – by the way, fellow Hokie – all of these are Hokies, by the way, but uh, Peyton actually grew up with me. I played Parks and Rec soccer with him. I hadn't seen him in years when I saw him randomly in uh, war playing basketball when I was an undergrad at Tech. I hadn't seen him in years um, and now writes for me. And Jahar Ali, who's always great as well. 
we got a great team. You can follow me at Tim Thomas TLP on Twitter. You can follow the Tech Lunch Bell at Tech Lunch Bell, letter D at the end of it. Like us on Facebook, like I said, techlunchbell.com. And, of course, Billy, you guys do great work. You guys have a blast. I tell you, you and Pat were having a good time down there in the uh, lower bowl on Saturday of English Field with the Let's Go Hokies sign. So, Tim, you guys, I had a you guys had some fun. Yeah, I had, a, I had a blast. And that's what I kind of challenge everybody to do, like you were saying before. Uh, you know, we shouldn't be doing the, of course, what a monumental failure. We should be doing, yo, this <laughs> – I never expected to compete for on the national stage – baseball team gave us an opportunity to do that and gave me a memory that weekend. Uh, if our baseball team was discontinued tomorrow, I will forever remember uh, the weekend that I had at English field and the memories that I had. I had people reaching out from me to me from high school who played high school baseball. And they're like, yo, your baseball team is, is unbelievable. I didn't, I've never heard of Virginia tech baseball and the uh, immense amount of pride and togetherness and the school rallying around each other. It was a, it was a really special time. And I want to walk away from this baseball season Obviously disappointed that it ended. Obviously, you're going to be upset that, you know, we're not going to Omaha. But the memories and everything else that came away from it is what you're going to continue to think about. Um, and uh, when you're ba- when you're when you're bouncing your kid on your uh, on your knee one day and telling him about uh, some of your very Virginia Tech memories, it's not going to be you're not going to be talking about, well, Cade Hunter, man, and this curse. And, you know, they came in, they beat us. No, you're going to be talking about Virginia Tech baseball's pick to finish second to last. And they hosted a super regional or game away from going Omaha. That's and all those and all those stupid media people who got it completely wrong. You know, I don't say that as one of those people myself. Sure. Occasionally vote on those things. Just kidding. I am one of those people who gets occasionally vote on those type of things. And I'll be honest, if, if I would have had a pick in that, yeah, I, I think I'd be I would be happily eating a whole lot of crow after what we just got to see this year. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, a blast of a year. Um, and it's like I said, it's great. That's it, why these things are great. It's, you know, with the different backgrounds you have, you know, played football at tech in the recruiting department with, with friends of mine like John Yetzi. Who actually uh, and uh, Evan Morrison, who I was roommates with for a couple of years. Yeah, um, I know you know him. I know he was involved big in that department as well. Um, we, we did a whole lot in that department, and you know, my perspective, media, student hockey club, you know, giving out little subway coupons. You know, in that spring game, I think in maybe in 2016, when it was 40 degrees and raining for some reason on an April afternoon. Uh, I don't know if you remember that one, Billy, or not. I wouldn't blame it if you don't remember that because it was <laughs> it was freezing cold and yeah that was um it was not a spring game to, that you know for all all the complaints I about do remember I no, I do remember that spring game I do remember it's rains it, uh, it's it's hard to remember them specifically because it rains every year on the spring game except this year it was beautiful it was gorgeous this year yeah, yeah. great year this year Tim I appreciate it this was great um look this is a lot better than attack people on the internet, get together, have conversations. That's what oh, it's yeah. all about. So you I've know, that's why I enjoy Twitter. You know, that's, that's the original purpose has fallen away, but it's the, you know, have discussions. That's what I love about, you know, sports debate in general. And I think it's, you know, if we can have debate about sports, we have a chance, we have a chance to have a debate about things that uh, actually quote unquote, actually matter. Yeah. Um, if we yeah. can do that, of course, you know, we see Skip Bayless and others all the time yelling and screaming at each other, which is delightful. But anyway, Tim, you have a great rest of your day. Go Celtics, and uh, we'll talk soon. Appreciate it. I might be putting a bet on Warriors minus four. Thanks. <laughs> See you later. It's time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows. 
Drink till we can't stand But I saw you Dance like you want to In my head And all that she said is All I know is what you're thinking Please don't Just let us sing And trash my friend's place Wake up the next day Take a hit, it's not